Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. So I was recently uh, reading a book that had to do with like willpower and habits and all these kind of things that was really fascinating to me at least. Um, but in the course of the, uh, the book, they gave a couple different examples and the examples were not necessarily related to willpower as much as they were related to our perception of failure. So as an example, here's one person studying and uh, they're, they're trying, they have to get their work done, right? So they're studying and they keep being tempted to take, to take a break. And they're like, no, 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 I'm gonna study for you know, a whole hour, I'm gonna study for two hours, and then I'll take my break. And every time that temptation to take a break comes up, they resist it, and then finally it's okay, the amount of time has passed, and so I'll take my break. Um, and they took their break. And that was like sense of like, oh, that's great, because their willpower was engaged, and they were able to resist the temptation to take a break early, and to like distract themselves, they, were, they stuck to the task, super good. Other example, someone on a diet and they were trying to restrict their, you know, calories. That's what a diet, that's what a diet is, okay. Um, I know stuff. So here they go into the conference room at work and there's a box of donuts on the table and they say, nope, I'm not gonna have donuts because that's not on my diet, that's not my thing. And then later on, there's, the donuts are still sitting there and they're like, nope, not, not, on, my, not on my diet, uh, no to the donuts. They say no as many times in two hours as the person who said no to the, you know, taking a break from studying for two hours. And then finally they're like, oh, okay, fine, I'll have a donut. Now here's the difference here. For the one, it was I resisted the temptation to take a break and then I took a break and everything's fine because I did, I did a great job. I exercised my, my free will, I um, exercised my discipline, whatever. Uh, and the other way it was like, okay, you, you won, you won, you won, you failed. And so now your diet is shot. Now everything is over because you had a donut and it's done. You see that difference between our perception of these kinds of things. In the one, it was like, no, wow, I really did a great job. I successfully stayed on task for the amount of time that I said I, would going, I was going to. The other is, no matter how many times I said no to the temptation, the fact that I said yes once is just like, is means that the diet for the day is done. That basically, that le at least that's our perception of the whole thing. As I'm going through this in the book, I'm translating this into our, our, our perception of the spiritual life, right? Because when it comes to um, prayer, say, okay, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna be praying for the whole 30 minutes or something like this, and I keep being distracted, I keep being tempted to leave, and I don't. I stay there all the way till minute 30, boom, done, success. I won, I did a great job. Now here's the temptation to sin. And here's, you might even have like in your personal life, in your life, a temptation to sin in a particular way that keeps coming up again and again. Maybe it's like one of those like uh, besetting sins or maybe a situation where it's like, okay, this is kind of my, kind of my area. This is the thing that I hate, keep having to go back to confession for. Say for example, it's a common one, um, the area of lust or un unchastity kind of a thing. So. A person has this discipline and they're like, no, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not gonna do that, I'm not. And they keep saying yes to virtue and no to vice. They keep saying no to sin. And then what happens is, you know, the kind of like the donut person, at one point they just, they, they cave and they fall into eating a donut in the context of sin, right? So they fall into some kind of sexual sin. What we tell ourselves or the voices we give credence to after the fact is massively important. How we perceive this is massively important. Why? Because in the one, we say like, I won. I, I resisted temptation and then I gave in to, uh, I, I left. Great, no problem. The other is, I resisted temptation and then I sinned. And now all that resisting 
wasted. Just like the donut person. Like, okay, I said no for two hours, but then I ultimately ended the donut, ended up eating the donut, therefore wasted. Yes and no. Here's the, th the thing, it's be really important moving forward. Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that, okay, if I intentionally, you know, willfully chose a mortal sin, if this, is, if this is grave area, right, grave sin, grave matter, then yes, I mean, I, uh, I'm not in a state of grace anymore and I need to go to confession to um, allow the Lord to not only forgive me but reconcile me to the church. Okay, so yes, that's the yes part. But the no part is this, and this is super important because I know there are people who believe that all of the progress that they made, for example, um, in any particular area of their sin, or their lives where they're trying to leave sin, they're trying to grow in virtue, they're trying to be more generous or more patient, and then they have a blow up, you know, or then they find themselves being stingy. It's like, no, 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 all that growth, gone. They see it in the same sense of like someone eating, so imagine here's a person who's on a, again, back to the health thing, a person who's uh, exercising, they're eating well, and they cave and have a donut. Now, is all of their health and fitness destroyed? No. Like it's not, it's not rendered back to zero. And it's not even made negative. It's just, oh, there was a little setback. All of the gains, the gains with the Z, the, all the gains they had made are not lost with one donut. In a similar way, the gains in virtue that you've made by struggling for two hours and then like saying, oh, okay, I'll cave. Uh, when it comes to sin or struggling for two weeks and then caving when it comes to sin. All that, those gains, that, that growth in virtue is not lost. This is so important. Yes, I have to go to confession now. Yes, so that's no longer a state of grace. But the progress one has made, one has made, is not rendered futile. It's not zero. When you go to confession, it's not even restored to the level uh, that you were before. So here's kind of the image I like to use and I can use this because my hands, right? So imagine here you're trucking along, trucking along at this level of like, we'll call it level of holiness, level of grace, whatever, right? Level of virtue and how you're saying it to the Lord. We believe that, say you, you, you fall into sin. So like, bam, ah, oh, collapse. Here's, here's like not a state of grace. And now I'm in the, in, the, in the pit, right? That sometimes we believe that when we go to confession, the Lord raises us back up to, you know, here or maybe even here, maybe even to the same. He just brings us back up to where we were. But here is what the church teaches. Here's what scripture teaches. That when we're trucking along, we fall into sin. When God gives us his grace, when we reconcile back to him, he not only restores us, but elevates us even further. Now, this is the thing. This is what happens to you every single time, every single time you go to confession. Falling into sin is, yep, there's the, there's the crash. Like, didn't want that to happen. Need to go to confession. But when we do, we're elevated, restored to that position and elevated even further. St. Paul, he says, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And he, this, this teaching is so radical. It's so hard to, for some people to, to accept, but he was so clear about it that he said, St. Paul goes on to say, he says, wait, does that mean that I should sin more to have more grace? Because if this is the math, right? If the math is you, you fall, you go to confession, you're restored to, to, you get elevated even further, then, hey, sin even bigger, then you get restored even more. St. Paul, he says, where sin abounds, grace, grace abounds all the more. Does that mean we should sin even bigger to get more grace? And he says, by no means, right? So he's like, he knows what he's saying and he knows that this, this truth is so profound that one would be tempted to think, well, in that case, I'll just sin big to get big grace. And he's like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. But the core remains true. And the core is all the progress you've had in the Lord, all the, the growth you've had in Christ 
is not completely lost and obliterated when you fall into serious sin. Yes, I'm out of state of grace, but when I come back to the Lord, you're not only restored, you're elevated even further. In Jesus Christ, who is so generous with us that he not only restores us after we go to confession, he elevates us even further than we were before. So none of that growth is lost. It's all regained, it's all restored, and even more is given back to you. For that reason and a thousand other reasons, none of us should ever fall into discouragement and never be disheartened when it comes to our own weakness. Because in our weakness, we need his strength. And in our weakness, he gives us his strength. And in that, he makes us not only new people, he makes us like him. So don't be discouraged. Don't be disheartened. Don't give up. For all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.